Today, the church gives us the end of the gospel according to Luke and the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles. And as we heard in that beginning reading from Acts, the Acts of the Apostles are the continuation of the Gospel of Luke written by the same author. And so when we hear that Acts reading with its account of Christ's ascension, it always strikes me as a little bit like you know, one of those things at the beginning of a TV episode where you're like, previously on Game of Thrones... You know, and then you know we jump right in and we you know we hear it all again. The feast of the Ascension is really one of the church's earliest traditions, and for these earliest believers, the resurrection and ascension of Jesus were really kind of seen as a single event. In the Gospels, the Ascension appears to take place on Easter Sunday, but in the Acts of the Apostles, it's forty days later. And so it seems a little odd that in Luke and Acts, when Jesus ascends, the disciples react with such tremendous joy. But for them, this wasn't a departure, it was a vindication. In the ancient world, for someone to ascend into heaven, the prophet Elijah, for example, was a sign that they had found such favor with God that God literally drew them to himself. And so the apparent shame and scandal of the cross is removed by Christ's resurrection and ascension. And it was really only after the coming of the Holy Spirit that they would understand the deeper meaning of Christ's ascension. So what we're celebrating isn't anything as simple as the final act of a play in which Jesus exits stage right, First of all, because this isn't the end. It's much more of a beginning. But just as importantly, the whole sequence of resurrection, ascension, and Pentecost are tied together. Christ is no longer among the dead, but he is also no longer among the living in the same way that he was before. Christ is still present to us, fully present, but not in the way that he was before. In John's Gospel, Jesus tells his disciples that it's better for them if he goes so that their faith can grow, so he can send the Holy Spirit, and so that their faith won't depend on seeing him the way they have seen him before. Before Christ's death, the crowds were ready to seize Jesus and make him their king. After his resurrection, if he had stayed with them, they would have become entirely dependent on his miraculous presence instead of developing a deeper faith that didn't rely on his physical presence to lead and to guide them. God's plan was for us to be led and to be guided by the Holy Spirit living in each of us. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost and given to each of us at our baptism and confirmation, Christ is present to the whole church and in each of our lives. Christ remains present in the Eucharist we celebrate, and he is with us whenever the word of God is proclaimed. We know that Christ is present in our lives, and we feel that presence. In Luke's gospel, Jesus tells his disciples that they are to be his witnesses, both to their own people and to the whole world. 
Christ is present whenever his disciples proclaim and witness to his saving power. In Mark's gospel, that presence is expressed when Jesus says that those who profess faith in him will use his name to expel demons and speak entirely new languages, will handle serpents and drink poison without harm, and will heal the sick by laying hands on them. In this week, between the Ascension and Pentecost, it might be worthwhile to reflect on how you experience the presence of Christ in your own life. I will confess that I have never had the sort of spirituality that sees the hand of God in every one of the events and circumstances in my life. Honestly, I have great admiration for people who can sincerely say, Jesus brought us together, or the Lord wanted this to happen this way. I guess that's just not the way my mind works. I believe that God loves me, that the Holy Spirit is active in my life and in the people around me, and that Christ is truly present to me daily. I'm just not sure he plans his day around my schedule. Of course, I could be wrong about that too. This Feast of the Ascension is not about Jesus leaving us behind. It's about his being drawn to the Father in the deep love of the Trinity, a love that pours out into the world when the Holy Spirit is sent to us. It is that love that makes us together the body of Christ and that impels us to make Christ's love known in the world by doing the things he's asked us to do, to share the good news, to serve the poor, to resist evil, to live lives of compassion, and to walk with those who are rejected by this world. Through all of these things, we know that Christ is present. We can see his face in the faces of those we love, and in the people and the situations that need Christ's presence. This kind of miraculous presence of Christ is what he meant when he said that he would be with us to the end of time to be his witnesses.